Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Welcome to part two. I'd like you to meet a friend of mine. Stephen Tonge is a history teacher. He teaches economics and history to the pupils of CUS and imparts a little cricket along the way. Cricket and perspective. But more than that, Stephen has written the standard history text for the junior and leaving cert cycles, has written about 20th century US history and about colonialism. He has a deep knowledge of military history, especially the Second World War. He's a passionate educator, but he's also passionate about Irish life and society. Let's go and meet him. Stephen Tonge. Stephen Tonge, very nice to talk to you. Thanks for taking the time. No problem, Conor. No problem. Uh, you might tell me where we're sitting at the moment. We're sitting in my classroom in COS in Leeson Street. Uh, I've been in this room for about 20 years. As you can see, the posters keep me interested on the walls. <laughs> um, and you were a pupil here before you were a teacher as well. Yeah, I started here at the age of seven in 1975, which sort of gives away my age. Oh, wow. And uh, I know you, you, you teach history and economics, but I know because I know you very well yeah. that uh, your, your major passion is history. Uh, you, you've, you've written the standard textbooks for junior cert and for leaving cert. Uh, you've written also a lot about 20th century mm. history, mm. Um, the path of democracy, mm. uh, American history interests mm. you as well. Uh, but base camp is here in a school for boys in the centre of Dublin. Mm. Um, do you love teaching? It's been 20 years. Uh, well, actually, there's their own 20 years teaching, counted two years. Um, yes, I, I, I like history and I love teaching history. Um, I enjoy teaching economics now, I've got more into it. In economics is always that central dilemma between equality and efficiency mm. and we were, we, had, um, we were chatting about the role of the government and, and promoting equality and three of the lads started laying in really right-wing views and one guy had quite left-wing views and it was quite funny just watching the dynamics. Um, you know, you're sort of going you know, it's a surprising thing now where you have to sort of say to the lads, OK, guys, now hang on a second, that's a bit too right wing, you know, <laughs> calm down. Are you sensitive to that? I mean, in, in, in teaching youngsters these days is, is, is part of your job to moderate a conversation between them. Part of my job is to indoctrinate, unfortunately, but I won't go into that at the moment. But when it comes to moderate, yeah, the, the key to success, in my view, at Leaving Cert is understanding. Yeah. So if people can argue issues and bring relevant facts to the table that's that's really really a massive stride forward in how they can answer questions in the leaving search I, I I'm, lo I'm looking at your walls here and you know it's testament testimony to 20 years spent spent to this and <laughs> i give you an impression the the walls are covered with posters and educationally i see loads there on the technology of war mm. Stephen, it's like one of those when you hop through the discovery channels late mm. at night looking for the war documentaries here they all are and mm. um, i remember one of the things that fascinated me about history when I was young was we were told that uh, the map of Europe was completely redrawn before and after the First World War mm. and then sensationally we lived through 1989 when it happened again um, but I mean I look on your maps on your walls here and you know it tells me that uh, this is a cycle that's just repeated and repeated when since uh, ever since the Europeans became colonial powers Africa's case yes um, cycles of map drawing the borders of Europe have changed I mean the dramatic change obviously 1919 and mm. 
1989 was well, probably specific to more to the collapse of the Soviet Union. Those countries were extant, though them they were republics, those borders, and obviously the collapse of Yugoslavia. But if if I was to put show you a map of Europe in 1815, it would be so radically different from what you're looking at today. Yeah. And like I mean, we're looking at Austria-Hungary on the wall that collapsed like a jigsaw in 1919, and into you know Austria. Hungary and then the different uh, countries that came out of it, but the problems weren't solved. And is that where the sort of pull to authoritarianism in a country like Hungary comes from? Or is, I mean, is Europe a dialogue of, of unresolved problems and kind of simmering nationalisms that are still there? There are, well, in Hungary's case, yes, because the Hungarians feel very bitter about what happened to them at what. You know, Versailles is a misnomer because it was signed there, but the Treaty of Trinion, the Paris negotiations, that, that, that two-thirds of Hungary in the Austro-Hungarian Empire was lost. And there's a lot of Hungarians live in Romania and in Slovakia, and there's a lot of resentment. I, I think the factor with, with, I'm always careful those words authoritarian because they tend to be a view from, from, from say, the West, from, say, yes. Ireland about what's going on in those countries. I mean, Orban is a democratically elected leader, I mean, and his party romps home every time. But I think that they experienced communism. Yes. They never did. So they don't tend to embrace, maybe it's a reaction to the forced equality of communism. They don't tend to embrace our values the same way that we do. But I mean, surely the EU genuinely has led to 60, 70 years of European peace. I mean, if you said it, in historical context, it's a praiseworthy institution and it, it may have life in it, yes. Oh, no, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, it's complicated because, that, I mean, the formation of the EU or the European Steel Coal Community and, and, you know, and, the, and the EC is based around the German-Franco rivalry. Mm. But Germany was no longer a rival after World War II because she was so completely destroyed and rebuilt rebuilt back up in, in the image of the Allies, in a sense. Um, my, my fear about is when you've got 27 countries, if you try to enforce a, a one view on 27 countries, you're not going to succeed. Well, is that not the rationale behind things like the Aki Protocols, where there's um, an evolving European charter, if you like, mm. and sort of a declaration of, of European values? that all candidate states have to sign up to mm. and, and all extant states have to have to live up to. Is that, is that where the tension comes from? I mean, you know, that's, I mean, it's quite obvious with the Polish Supreme Court decision mm. that, that there is a different view about the legal systems in these countries. Um, I'm not too sure they're right or wrong. I mean, you're talking about Copenhagen. I mean, like the idea that no EU country would have the death penalty is a very good idea. I mean, we can all get, we can all rope in behind that. Well, we can all rope in right behind that, but you, you know, there are voices who wouldn't. I mean, it, it, we're having a European conversation at a, a European, and mm. uh, um, you know, in the center in the center of Dublin, and to you and I, not having the death penalty is is a no-brainer. Mm. Um, if we if we were sitting in Texas, we mightn't get that. Mm. Well, there's a country that's collapsing. That the United States is 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 collapsing. Um, it's collapsing, red and blue. Traveling with Expressway and your free travel pass is made easier with a reserved seat. When booking journeys at Expressway.ie, make sure to select Seat Only Reservation Free Travel Scheme and pay just two euro per trip to guarantee your seat.
Bookings can also be made from ticket machines in stations and priority boarding will be given to those who book in advance. Travel without a booking is still more than welcome, if you prefer, provided we have space on board. Take it easy with your free travel pass and expressway.ie. Think you're not smart enough to own a smartphone? Well, think again and think Doro. Doro phones are designed specially with the older person in mind. They're easy to use with louder sound and larger text. Plus numerous state-of-the-art features that don't compromise on performance or quality. To learn more about the full range of high-tech Doro phones, visit doro.ie. Doro phones. Make friends with innovation. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not subscribe to Senior Times, the magazine and website for people who don't act their age. Or maybe you have a loved one or a friend who you know would love to read more. You can buy a subscription and have the magazine delivered direct to their door. To subscribe to Senior Times, visit the website at seniortimes.ie and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash senior times. Everything is part of a culture war and that, you know, there's there's no point criticizing me on my economic performance because the next election won't be about the economic performance. It'll be about the culture identity. Uh, I'm one of you and, and he's one of them. If we can make everything a red blue issue, um, is, 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 that, is well, that how we lose democracy? On the other side, you could say it's the left's playbook. Oh yeah, well, well, I, well the extremist playbook, yeah. if you like. I mean, one of my big things in history is to teach the students about the crimes of the left. You talked about the Nazis there, mm. um, but people are, relatively unaware of the crimes of Mao Zedong or Joseph Stalin or, or Vladimir Lenin. They're relatively unaware of them. And nobody would ever stand up uh, today and, you know, you destroy a conversation by saying that's something like what the Nazis would have done. Yes. But you never destroy a conversation by saying that's something like Stalin would have done. Yeah, indeed. And, and you know, the left hide behind equality and progress to justify all their crimes. And um, at times, I, I feel there's a certain collective amnesia mm-hmm. about the crimes of the left. And I think we have to be wary and understand to go back again to Poland and Hungary and Eastern European countries like the Czech Republic, is they had 40 years of imposed communism. Yeah. So they're not necessarily going to see equality in the same way we see it and those sort of values uh, the same way we see them. We have a giant centre in Ireland. I mean, let's be honest. Do you mean what is the difference between Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil, Labour? It's really style. It's not substance. They're effectively all pursuing the same policies. Um, so uh, there's always a danger of labelling. So ideology, I think, is very dangerous. Uh, anything. Um, if you take, uh, if you take, say, Trump. Trump did some good things. He did some bad things. We have many arguments about yeah. Trump. But the point is is that he was always viewed through a negative lens in Ireland. It didn't matter what he did. It was viewed as a negative lens. So he couldn't do anything good. So we, we have to be very careful. He also had millions of millions of decent people who voted for him. And that's, um, I mean, to me, that's part of the tragedy of modern conversation is that, it, you know, everything has to be painted. So, you know, everybody has to belong in one camp or another. And to the anti-Trump 
um, brigades and look I was never a Trump fan I didn't count me among them I saw them. you I said with a MAGA hat one did you yeah I, I severely <laughs> doubt it so yeah, you, like, you, won't, you won't see me in Dunebeg either you know that's for, for all sorts of reasons um, but you know you can despise the man Trump and, and also despise the sort of complacent moralism that throws into you know casual criticisms of anything he ever said or did as president um, you know the mere fact that he deserved it and uh, didn't make the behaviour any more honourable when, when, when people piled on. Mm. Um, and is that a problem in the Irish conversation, do you think, that, that type of moralising? I mean, if, you, if you're offside with the consensus... You can be destroyed if you're offside with the consensus. Um, there's, there, is a, there is an intolerance at the heart of Irish discourse that anybody who, who sort of raises... Like, I used to like listening to your man on um, George Hook used to have on, which is a Graham, was it? Yeah, Michael Graham, the American guy. And he could say things that you couldn't say in Ireland. Mm. Like, why should people pay most of their income in tax? You know, things that, things that you could not say in Ireland, and I disagree with him profoundly on the Middle East, but on a lot of issues, I was going, nodding my head, going, where's the person in Ireland... Given, given this yeah. it's, it's, it's not even that that point of view is right necessarily in fact I, I don't think it is yeah. but it, it's the mere fact that it can't be aired it it, just, that's, that's, that's the, the scary part of, 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 of the discourse that goes on is that there is so little of it my parents lifelong Fianna Fáilers I voted Fianna Fáil I'm sure I might as well vote Fianna Gael Michael Martin to me a nice fella uh, but he, he reminds me a bit like Louis the Sixteenth or, or Nicholas the Second. Azar um, was probably the last, a bit like Roman emperors, but probably the, the last ruler uh, whose whose very word was literally life and death. Well, it was the Sultan of the Ottoman Empire, something similar. Yeah, well, the 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 1905 revolution had had reduced the Tsar's power. There there had there was a Duma. Hmm. Um, Russian history is incre incredibly complex. I mean, if you look at Putin, Putin is that classic strongman. Yes. That Russians would like the Stalin, the Peter the Great, you know, the, these strong rulers yeah. that they identify with. And I watched a speech from Putin uh, just there a couple of days ago where he was having a go at Western wokeism. Mm. And one of the things he said was, we've already experienced this in Russia under communism where they tried to change the values in society and so on. So he, he, he's like, what did Churchill say? Russia was an enigma wrapped up in a riddle or something yes. like that. <clears throat> you have somebody who, who, who openly uh, glorifies Stalin, glorifies uh, the takeover of the Baltic Republics in 1940, which was a war crime. Hmm. But on the other hand, is very critical of communism and, and Lenin and Stalin. In domestic and, and in and in the great tradition of Russian leaders is an autocrat <laughs> undisputed. Um, but I was interested in a couple of things you said about uh, um, about Trump and Putin because again I think you, you you're um, a bit countercultural, Stephen, if I can say. And you know, on one level, we're here in a you know a bastion of what should be a very conservative institution. Where that you know very well, we're on Leeson Street in Dublin Four, so you know this is uh, it's Dublin Two rather, but we're in the Dublin sort of uh, South Dublin. And um, uh, affluent and privileged relative to the rest of the country. Uh, so, if Ireland has a privileged elite, 
some of them will pass through your hands. Um, and as I say, you're a bit of a countercultural guy. You do like to kick against. I know you can find a quote from Trump, for example, that a rational person has to agree with. And I thought it was interesting to see you uh, quote Putin or reference Putin. Mm. Um, and I, I saw the clip um, that, that, that you referenced and uh, he was talking about this sort of new language and new speak yeah. and comparing it to what uh, the Bolsheviks did uh, you know, a hundred years ago. And I do think it's interesting that whatever your intentions, no matter how benign, uh, an attempt to control the language centrally, uh, to me nearly always seems to be on the wrong side of history. I, one of the big learnings for me in the last few years, uh, as you well know, I feel very strongly on Palestinian uh, cause. I remember in this classroom, uh, 2003, I had a big history class. One of the guys is now a senior Irish Time journalist. One is uh, one is one of the up and coming law professors in Trinity, and we had a big debate about the war in Iraq. Yeah. And one of the guys brought me in a Palestinian flag, and all the Palestinian flag flies. <laughs> and one guy had an American flag in the corner. It was great debates, best results I ever got. Wow. And do the youngsters, when you're talking to them, see the parallels that you might be drawing with um, uh, the, the, the great eras of revolution in European history? Is there, is there an arc of history we're looking at here, or, or is this new, new? American history is brilliant to teach, because if you're doing civil rights, yeah. It's 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 right up to date. If you're doing the federal system, it's right up to date. If you know you know what's going on with Texas and the attempt and to yes, over, the, overturn Roe versus Wade. Because you've told me before you see Roe versus Wade as, as really the the the, uh, the the most totemic flag in this whole culture war that's going on. In America. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great book I read. Uh, it's called The Right Nation. It was by two two I think two guys who became editors of The Economist. And the very start of the book says, if you're expecting this book to be an attack on the right in America, it's not. It's a try to understand them. Hmm. And, and that immediately captured me. And uh, yes, um, prayer in schools, homeschooling, abortion, these are massive issues in the United States. And when I was recording the, when I was researching the American history book the first time around, uh, Pew do a lot of his, uh, opinion polls in America and basically 21% of Americans oppose abortion in all circumstances and 21% of Americans are in favour of abortion as Roe versus Wade and most Americans are in the middle. Uh, I wonder how Ireland would map onto that. I don't know. But... I, I don't know. I mean, this goes back to my Fianna Fáil point. One third of people in Ireland voted against abortion. Yeah, and they have, uh, and whether you agree with them or not, they, where are their voices in ordinary debate? They have, they have no voice in ordinary debate. Uh, one of the commentators that that is quite controversial. A lot of the stuff I like is David Quinn. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have, I have Twitter spats with David. Yes. In, in a very, I must say to his credit, uh, always very mannerly. Yeah, and, I, I, and I've met David, yeah. um, but and, and most issues, I'm right behind him. I agree with him, but he comes to the Middle East. I completely disagree with him. Hmm. But I, I'm sort of starting to learn that it's not, it's not, it's not just, you know, as you said earlier, it's not binary. There are things yeah. that are right on both sides. And unfortunately, I was thinking about it before, before I met you, social, social media has a lot to answer for mm -hmm. because it really creates, it's designed to create a divide. It's designed to create anger where maybe anger doesn't exist. It's designed to polarize opinion. And, and maybe we're seeing in America, the result of social media 
I mean, we had we're saying it, seeing it play out over there, perhaps a few years ahead of us. About ahead of us, yeah. Uh, I mean, we we were always blessed in Ireland, really, not having class politics, <laughs> or at least claiming not to. Well, 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 I mean, you could argue Fine Gael were the better sort. Uh, that was always the sort of Fine Gael were the, the better sort. Well, C- CUS here on Leeson Street, would that have been Fianna Fáil? We have a real mix here. That's what's great thing about teaching here is that you get a great mix of kids, great dif- different backgrounds. Um, you, you don't have maybe, and I don't. I want to be careful. Uh, you don't. You, you, the perception of a private school, which you touched on earlier, yeah. is not my reality. It's not. You just consider them ordinary kids. Absolutely. And you genuinely do love teaching. I mean, there is something about engaging with uh, uh, young minds. I mean, we've said before, one of the best ways to understand a subject truly is to see if you can teach it because oh. you learn as you teach it. So is that still a buzz for you after after all these years? Uh, nothing beats a good class. <laughs> nothing beats a class that you go, yeah, nailed it. Um, and for you, does nailed it mean those are intelligent, well-rounded kids. They asked me questions that surprised me. They made me think a little bit more about various things. Or is it, he got his A? <sighs> Nailed is, is when you know you've engaged. Hmm. When you know whatever you, you, you... I'm teaching 30 years, so, you know, plans, are, I, you know, I do have a vague plan as what I'm going to do. I am very tangential because I'm interested in what I'm teaching, so I, yeah. I, I, I'm naturally curious. Well, you've written books on the subject, yeah. and uh... but I'm naturally curious person. So if somebody asks me something in class that stimulates my curiosity, but also shows that they're interested, I so would... that was a great way. If you were a kid in the class on a Friday oh, afternoon, yeah, 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 yeah. and Mr. Tange was going to go off on one and make us do this, that, and the other, all you had to do was ask him about Spitfires, and we're done. We're going to DOS lads. Yes, super. See, they think they fooled me, but I've actually—I've actually played a double bluff because I want to be taken off task. I, you know, there's only a certain way you can teach plantations for thirty years, and if somebody just comes in with an interesting question about the orange order or something like that, bang, I'm off. I'm here. I'm, I'm interested here. But it must, like, it must be satisfying when when uh, guys who pass through your hands as youngsters flourish and you know become those engaged citizens again whether you agree with them or not just to hear them oh, engage in the issues of the day it's always it's always brilliant to see past peoples do well yeah i mean obviously the one we're most proud of is owen morgan ah because you're a cricket man yeah but the most famous irishman except in his own country yeah england's cricket captain yeah india you know if you mention them Owen Morgan in, in Delhi, everyone knows who he is. You mention yeah. him in Dublin, three quarters people go, who? I know, I know. <laughs> and uh, and if you if, and if you go out to Bray, where he's from, uh, he may be acknowledged, but he's a long way behind Katie Taylor. Uh, I is. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, uh, but he's he, he was a real example of determination uh, and self-belief. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. But look, you know, there's a certain element, you know, Ten years ago, I knew every single past pupil in school that I went through my hands. At this stage, you know, I'm struggling. But it's mm-hmm. always great when you go onto LinkedIn and you see guys doing really well, and uh, it's brilliant. It's, yeah. it's great for them. Well, many more years, Stephen. Uh, many more years of teaching and writing and whatever it is you do. Um, and I'm sure we'll do this again, because mm. there's a couple of things that we might come back to. Uh, we might do a deeper dive on why Ireland doesn't have uh, Owen Morgan on a similar statue to Katie Taylor. And what does that say about 
post-colonial banks. Um, but maybe that's for another day. Um, Stephen, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. Um, we normally do this over pint of Guinness. It's rare for us to do this over coffee. Um, but I suspect we'll do we'll do both again. Okay. Stephen, thanks Thank you very much, Colin. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it. This has been Driving Life with Connor Faulkman. If you did enjoy it, then maybe you'll check in with us next time. Until then, drive safely, live happily, and come back and see us again. <laughs>